was Star Wars Day this week. Yeah. I don't think we intentionally did this series that I would that it would uh overlap. But we did it. How did everybody celebrate? Uh, I don't in peace, I would say. In peace. <laughs> Nobody actually said it this year, which was good. Didn't have to think about it until the next day when I saw some thing on Twitter. No. So it would have been Thursday? Uh yeah. yes. I guess I celebrated by finishing the movie for this week. Nice. Yeah, I guess I did, I did too. And you know what is kind of fun? I was just listening to the uh, original motion picture soundtrack on Spotify, and they and the play bar, you know, like the the UI. It's a lightsaber. It's a lightsaber. As 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 it goes so on, fun. it's like the Ooh. lightsaber is turning on, and it just takes you know four minutes to get. They should overlay the lightsaber sound the entire track. <laughs> really, <laughs> any music you're listening to, yeah. Yeah. Um, choo choo. I guess that'd be more the late. They should put a little uh, spaceship on one side. I like the spaceship sounds. Choo choo. Choo choo choo. That sounds That's like a satisfying the guns. sound. Oh, yeah, the gun. That's Is that a gun? Yeah. And the outer spaceship guns, too, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Any, gun. The, the, the gun, spaceships sure. have a different. Yeah. They go. Oh yeah, yeah. Those are the fast ones. What about the big ones? Like the one that Ray was shooting when she's like, "I like this." No, no. the The ones that the really big ones, like uh, in this movie at the end when you got the two massive ships that you know uh, suicide into each other. Uh, well, I don't remember. Maybe they don't make a sound. It made it quiet. They did it quiet after it hit there for a second, and then it did a big boom. How dumb are people that I remember there being a controversy of the many controversies of this movie that like theaters had to say there's no problem with our sound that was supposed to happen. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> nice. <That's> true. <laughs> yeah. I remember there being stories about it. I wonder if I can find any, but theaters I believe you that piece so of- dumb. Like you watch 98% of the movie and the sound is working and then there's like at an explosion. <laughs> Yeah, like, it, not only that, but it's been like that in Star Wars before. Like, it's not even out of universe for their to, it's for a, them to do that. Extremely common movie trope at yeah. this point. Yeah. <laughs> According to Vulture, <laughs> some AMC theaters across the country had posted disclaimers warning moviegoers that the audio in the intergalactic film intentionally goes out during one scene. Apparently, theaters received a number of complaints from audience members who didn't realize the silent movie moment was intentional. <laughs> Disclaimer. Some golden retrievers in the audience. Zero IQ <laughs> fan base. <laughs> Disclaimer. The black bars that you see at the top and the bottom of your screen <laughs> are intentional. Uh, you will the be perceiving 24 fr- uh, still frames every second. This is <laughs> by design. Yeah. The train coming at you is not coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Really? I mean... I I think that's this is the bigger story of this movie, other than anything than in the movie itself, is the like I don't know every every week it seems like Ben has a kind of like a meta take on like I really don't get Star Wars people kind of thing, and that it's it's my turn this week to like this movie is was so much bigger in the culture for reason there's like nothing in the movie that 
like if you if you didn't know about that culture stuff, you like you didn't realize Gamergate, but for Star Wars happened. You would watch this and and you would not guess like which I cannot which guess. movie. <laughs> if you had to watch a bunch of random movies and like, this was in the lineup, like which movie do you think uh, like ruined the lives of many people? Like you would not <laughs> pick this one. This just seems like pretty innocuous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I truly can't understand it. I mean, like I I really genuinely don't have a guess at to like even a single moment in the film. And I like really? I would. I would think that if if you're gonna do Gamergate, but for Star Wars, but for Gen, or I guess Gamergate, I don't really know any of these things. But if you're gonna get so mad about this, I would assume it was more than a moment to these people that it's like an overarching trend that they saw. And I cannot fathom what it would be. Like I know that I'm trying to be, I, I know that the 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 error that I'm making is trying to think uh, reasonably about this. And so the answer is probably something as simple as like lady with lightsaber. But like I if I'm trying to be reasonable about it, I I really can't even fathom what they'd possibly be mad about. Laura Dern having purple hair, purple hair commander? Yes. That's one of them, okay? Oh yeah. Okay, on a, on a roll. Okay, let me. Mm-hmm. I mean, Take Ray a- was already Ray was already in the other movie. So g- girl with lightsaber uh, but we'd already swallowed that white. pill, right? But she's what? White. What'd you say? But she was white. <laughs> she so was she's white safe. In the other movie. Oh, 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 okay, okay. You're hinting. You're giving me hints. Okay. Uh, Are there any other female characters <laughs> uh, who maybe I mean, aren't white? Uh, the, the oh oh the the I don't even know what her name was. Uh, Finn's girl. bad luck on ben defining a woman of color by her man yikes i don't no yeah people were mad at uh i mean they they ruined rose's life like the the, rose yeah uh actress who played rose um that's what they're offensive that's what they're mad about i guess like now that you say that like it was in front of my face the the you know the whole time but like that's the character that they started this whole thing about yeah and also purple hair yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Um, I mean, they like. I, I thought I thought her storyline was a little goofy because it really she exists only in the period of the movie where uh, Ray is gone. Right? It's just like Finn to have a have a you know a companion while you know Ray is still gone from the other movie or whatever. And then and then they. I don't know if she's actually dead. I can't remember. It kind of lost me at that point, but she, you know, dead-ish. And then Ray comes back and they're like, oh, what's up? Hey, big hug. Kinda, kinda, yeah. So, um, okay, was it was it just her or are, are there still more things? Well, it wasn't just Laura Dern having purple hair. I believe people were very upset that, uh, you know, woman in power kind of thing that was like telling Poe to calm down, quit, mm. uh thinking with your cockpit um and isn't she's that, in charge isn't that yeah. what wh- whatever in alaya uh, carrie fisher does that she just she just steps in when carrie fisher's gone so it's just another white woman with another for another white woman right yeah but she like more direct is like more directly like sure uh you know don't be a don't be a hero thing okay Man, these people are insane, dude. How are yes. you going to get mad about any of this stuff? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Uh oh, people were also really I think people this isn't this is less Gamergate, <laughs> I think, but it was uh people were mad or I guess by Gamergate, I mean this is less um mad at woke, but people were really, really upset at uh, Luke Skywalker's portrayal in this. That's another piece of the puzzle. I think Mark Hamill was even, you know, he's an idiot. He has no good opinions on things. Right? Which, but to me, he did come I'll out tip and my hand here a little bit. <laughs> if if Mark Hamill's mad about it, well, I don't know. Good. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> what what what's the word they mad about his portrayal? It's the same. I think it was disrespectful to the legend of Luke. Right? They didn't the, like him being a grumpy guy who didn't like... They wanted him to be a big-time warrior who was there oh. to kick some ass, I think. I think people also didn't like the milk thing, which I think was the best you know, <laughs> Star Wars ever. I didn't like the milk thing either. <laughs> I have to say. The, mil- the milky, the green milk thing? Yeah. Yeah. That was, I believe it's blue milk. Gross. Blue milk, whatever, uh, yeah. Yeah, lots of these Star Wars movies that we've seen ask a central question... Um, like what if your dad ran away or whatever? Uh, th- this movie asks, "Who up milking they creature?" And that is Luke yeah. Skywalker. He up milking his creature. I got another. It's a bit of a Miranda. Like, isn't it's like the shortest time frame of a movie, right? It's like a day. The I think that there there is some weird time dilation going on, and where like the main action, if you like follow the rebels. Right, like it's like twelve uh, hours. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they even like right, or they even say like how much fuel reserves they have, and you can probably trace it down to like this is yeah, definitely within a day, of start to finish. But then there's also, I don't know, I, I guess they kind of cut back and forth with uh, uh, Ray and Luke, I guess. So like that is that seems longer than a day. Um, Christ's sake, eleven. Um, but maybe she, maybe she, maybe they do like a Dunkirk thing, and uh, I don't know. Ray gets to Luke, like you know, months ahead of time, and then they kind of just cut back and forth as thematically appropriate. Um, yeah. So Ryan Johnson is the writer and director of this one. Yeah. Uh, a man who is. First and foremost, friends with Mark Hamill on Twitter. No, I don't know, but he had, he is like the Twitter movie guy a little bit. Um, yeah, and I have liked some of his films a great deal. Like, really, really like Brick. Um, I really liked Looper. Uh, the first Knives Out was a lot of fun, but let's see. What else did he make or whatever? What else is relevant? I'm uh, sure you guys have done like 10 hours of content on Knives Out 2, but could I get a quick, you guys don't like Knives Out 2? I didn't see the, it. The absolute worst movie I've seen. I was only able to do like 20 time. minutes of it. Yeah. it's uh, It gets even worse. Terrible. So it's disappointing to hear. Yeah. I guess he's a man of highs and lows, it sounds like. Um, and this is a low. Did he write this thing too? Yep. Yeah, okay. It seems like he's... I don't understand how these movies were made because it seems like he and J.J. Abrams disagree Yeah. on what they should be doing. And it kind of seems like that's that's fine, but also they should probably talk before they make the movies and hash it out and reach compromise. I don't know. I kind of like that this is... 
the thing I the things I like about this movie, and, and honestly, I'm going to be spending this episode feeling thinking my way through it because I don't really know what to think of this movie yet. Um, but what I do like about it is that uh, you know how some movies can be in out in uh like in conversation with each other, um, like the uh, remake of. Little Women is in conversation with the original, perhaps. Uh, it is fun to see a big blockbuster sequel franchise film that is in more so than conversation is an outright argument with uh, its <laughs> predecessor about the factual like <coughs> events of what has transpired. That's yeah. so funny and. Like I unironically do like that. Like I, I, I want there to be, you know, like I want a director to care about it and like feel things and take stances and whatever. And I think those are the parts that work the best for me for this movie. That is like literally the first time we see Luke in this. Like in the, 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 we saw Luke at the end of the Force Awakens, where where the um big like climax or like the. Like the the very end frame, end scene of the movie is Ray handing out this lightsaber. It's this like we're bringing Luke into it, and he's gonna be this Jedi master. He is the Jedi master. He's been talked up like all this. And then the first time we see Luke in this, uh, he take he grabs the lightsaber and throws it over his shoulder, and he's like he th- he throws it away. Like it's it, it's literally taking the baton in a in a relay race and throwing <laughs> it away. It's the scene in Top Gun Maverick where Tom Cruise literally throws the rule book in the trash. Like there are a couple of other moments throughout this too where uh it is directly like he kill so he get he, he kills Snoke. He's like fuck Snoke. I don't like that sucked. Uh fuck you JJ. I'm not doing that and I'm moreover I think <laughs> not only am I like not even like more than just like ignoring him for the movie, I'm gonna ruin it so you can't use him can't in the next movie, um, or nobody can. Like I think that's bad. I gotta say, big uh, uh, Snope, Snoke, whatever a guy's name is, that's that's got to be an all timer. You know, assuming George Lucas had some sort of say in naming that guy, that's got to be an all timer worst George Lucas Star Wars guy name. I imagine they didn't let him do it because, like, they were trying to keep him as far away from this yep. set of films as possible. Oh. <laughs> but I, it does seem it. It, it kind of I feel like it has the flair of um, someone new to the franchise who also can't come up with good names. Yeah, it, it it's very somebody trying to invoke jo- George Lucas, right? Yeah, but also I don't know. It it doesn't seem out of character for Star Wars. Like, I'm not saying have, it's out of character. I'm just saying that name is ass. Like, yeah no i don't in, even in a way it's almost perfect I didn't, yeah. I didn't know who this guy was until you guys explained him uh, you know reminded me that he was in the previous movie and then i had no idea what his name was and then he's back in the movie and now he's just some like i don't know malformed geriatric guy that's like kind of wearing like a he's a weird guy uh, yeah like an elvis costume or something like that i don't know <laughs> i didn't i didn't get it that was stupid I didn't want to look at that guy. <laughs> I just kept thinking of Snopes. Snopes. Somebody <laughs> put his pants on fire. Put this guy's pants on fire or something. I don't know. Yeah. 
Um, you will not kill me. Fact check. I will yeah. kill you. So I guess let's let's start to pick this apart. Let's go through it. Uh, we get our opening crawl. Uh, the First Order reigns. Having decimated the peaceful Republic, Supreme Leader Snoke now deploys his merciless legions to seize military control of the galaxy. Only General Leia Orga- only General Leia Organa's band of resistance fighters stand against the rising tyranny, certain that Jedi Master Luke Skywalker will return and restore a spark of hope to the fight. But the resistance has been exposed. As the First Order speeds toward the rebel base, the brave heroes mount a desperate escape. Um, and after last week's Rogue One, I was uh, kind of disappointed and annoyed to see the title crawl. Like, just kind of like... <laughs> I think I I think I had got Star Wars fatigue and like the New Hope was or the sorry New hey little Freudian slip there but the Rogue One was sort of a breath of fresh air a little bit of like we a could reprieve. have yeah it was sort of like free from the constraints of a mainline Star Wars where I think that's a kind of central framing of this movie that like Rogue One didn't have to deal with like it purposefully you know sidestepped like. Um, this, this, uh, like there are obviously some sort of expectations you need to fulfill with Rogue One where just like it needs to link up with a new hope at some point, but this one being a mainline Star Wars episode, um, it's the middle chapter of a trilogy. You are trying very much trying to be Empire Strikes Back or like do what Empire Strikes Back did. Um, you have to, I don't know. Like a lot of this movie is in conversation with the expectations of that sort of middle tra- chapter, and basically, what Ryan Johnson does with this is uh, setups and rug pulls, which I think are for the most part fun. Um, I think he gets a little too clever for himself in parts, and uh. There's just like maybe one or two rug pulls too many for my my taste, but um, yeah. I gotta say, seeing that title crawl, I was the most depressed that early in a movie. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I won't. I guess we didn't really do summaries of what I think of the movie. I'm, this isn't anywhere near the worst movie that I think I've seen so far. But at the end of that title crawl, I was like, damn, and I like immediately clicked on the the time uh time bar thing like and then realized it's two and a half hours of this and that's like the <laughs> least appealing title crawl i've seen yet i was like damn interesting immediately like, tired not not interesting actually don't care about any of that this sounds very like a very boring setup uh damn and i think there's a there there comes a turn for me surprisingly i can't point at anything in particular but uh I uh I I saw your letterbox review Atticus and it sounded like uh you were yeah. into the first hour or so and I had the exact opposite uh, uh uh you know take of like I was just hating life for the first like half I would say of this of this movie it was a big big zero for me not interested but come around on the end when we get to that part I, I don't I don't know if I how speci- how uh how accurate my my uh my first hour estimate is um but i feel like i feel like there was some energy at the beginning that i was okay with that i was 
Um, you know, it helps to just not read the, sc- the scrolls, guys. Just stop reading those. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think I, I liked that it was kind of disrespectful. You know, that's what I wanted out of, you know, that it, it was like, I, I liked the stuff with Poe and uh, at the beginning where he's like, do you hear me? Um, that part when he's making... I uh, reluctantly, begrudgingly laughed at the, I can hear you, can you hear me? Yeah. Like, it's like, we're making fun of Star Wars and Star Wars instead of like, I know, it just feels different. To, it feels a little uh, disrespectful. And I like the anti-reverence towards the material. I guess. Yeah. There are, we, we've talked about it before, but I think we're, the Rogue One and Last Jedi are examples of the two ways you can maybe make a... For the, for the purposes of this point, let's say this is like these are both good Star Wars movies. There are two ways of making a good Star Wars movie. Um, one is uh, to um, like what Rogue One did and what Tony Gilroy does is uh, like purely just ignore Star Wars, like big dick Star Wars, just like fully just make a movie and it happens to be called Star Wars and you don't even really think about Star Wars. Uh, the other way is the uh, Ryan Johnson is online um, getting uh, uh, seeing seeing the annoying Star Wars fans and uh, developing and nurturing a contempt for them and then getting to make one <laughs> and uh, yeah then showing outright contempt for them in the movie that is the other way mm. to make a good Star Wars movie. Um, I I got I I get what you're saying. But uh, on on the last one, but the the way I kind of uh, perceived this in the moment that that annoyed me about uh, the 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 jokes is you know not that I take this stuff seriously, but uh, it felt like I've already had to watch seven or eight of these movies at this point, and you guys were acting pretty serious, and I'm not gonna respect you guys being like ah actually. We're kind of joking. This is a little fun universe where we do, you know, uh, phone call pranks and stuff like that. <laughs> no, you guys committed. You guys, you're, you're eight movies in. You were very serious. You up need until to take this, this point. seriously. I'm not going to give you, you. You don't get to. You don't get to change now. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I don't want you to be serious. I don't want you to do anything. I'd prefer you didn't make the movie, but uh, <laughs> like, I'm not. You, you don't. You don't get to like be like, ah, we're just kidding now. No. You lost that, yeah, a long time. I don't. Ago. I don't disagree with that. I think that's a good point. I think that the uh, like, yeah, the humor in this movie, like, sometimes it, sometimes it is funny. I like that. I can you hear you? Can you hear me? It was just like a funny joke, but um, sometimes it misses too. But also. Yeah, like for some reason, the the humor in Force Awakens felt more in line with the universe, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah. Did yeah. you think it was funny though? No. So it's like <laughs> well, half a dozen, six yeah. together, something. Who knows? All right, that's the, that's you, the you, definitely the wrong idiom, but whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, there. Like it's sort of like generally quip humor hits my ear wrong um i don't like quip humor uh ryan johnson is good at writing and so some of these do land for me but just the fact that it's quip humor does doesn't feel 
necessarily right. Um, I do think it's a interesting screenwriting move, even though it's kind of it, it's exhausting because we've been doing these every week to like get right into something like this right off the ta- uh, right off the bat. But um, it's a good stre- screenwriting move to like stretch out this sort of like end climax of another movie but turn it into the whole movie here and it's not about i don't know it's not about blowing up the death star it's about just escaping with your life kind of thing and that's the whole point of the movie i guess um and it I do is think at that- least finally nice to see something besides a death star plot sorry Tanner, but yes it is like <laughs> finally something something else yeah which i realized i failed to even set this up but what's happening here is uh sh- Shortly after the Battle of Starkiller Base, which was the Force Awakens version of the Death Star version 3, uh, General Leia Organa is leading the Resistance forces in evacuating their base when the First Order fleet arrives. Against Leia's orders, Poe Dameron leads a costly counterattack that destroys a First Order dreadnought. Um, and that uh, moment with the bomber to blow up the dreadnought like was the first... like. I was I was initially kind of like rolling my eyes at the start of this, like, oh, okay, we're doing, we're doing this. I don't really care. But then, getting that, um, we eventually find out it's Rose's sister, right? In the bom- uh, in, in the bomber, uh, blowing up the dreadnought. Like, I thought that that whole scene was good. Like, we get the, I don't know, she's kicking the the ladder to get the the detonator d- down. It's just like it's it's good. It's good tension directing. I thought it was good. Um, and we start to get this, yeah, Poe Dameron is a, you know, talented flyboy thing, but is disobeying Leia's orders, um, which is kind of like going to be one of the expectations that we are working on. Like, the it's the, the, the parallel to Empire Strikes Back, right, with Han and Leia's uh, dynamic uh, in, in, this, in this movie. Poe is the new Han, kind of, and... Uh, like we're gonna work on subverting the um like oh it's okay to be a brash hero cowboy style thing um there are gonna be consequences for that style of behavior um so the remaining resistance escapes into hyperspace but the first order uses a device to track them and attacks again kylo ren hesitates to fire on the lead resistance ship after sensing his mother leia's presence on board but his wingmen destroy the bridge killing most of the Resistance leaders. Leia is dragged into space, but survives by using the Force. While Leia Ugh. recovers, Vice Ugh. Admiral. Yeah? Awful. Awful. When Leia's, like, flying through space. Really? Did you not... Did you like that, Will? Oh, my gosh, dude. That was... I really wanted to stop watching the movie at that point. I mean, <laughs> not taking it seriously, but, dude, you're gonna just soup... You're gonna... You get like the the emotional thing of like uh, I guess killing killing a big character, and then you're just gonna have her Superman her way back to a spaceship. Very dumb. It was very dumb, and also <laughs> she's fucking dead in real life. Take your opportunities. Like I feel like she died after. Like I don't know. It just seemed like a oh she's dead. So everyone's like yeah she is. They had to kill her off some way. So like I guess this is a way to do it. But to fake it out is so silly. Like. Just let her die and don't make her fly through space. <laughs> it's so dumb looking. I disagree with both of you very strongly. I, you liked her doing... I'm so surprised to hear that. Yeah. I 
I or Superman. I think, and I think I'm realizing that as as we're talking about it, but I'm gonna strongly disagree with both of you. I think that it is. So this was this was another big expectation to set up and subvert, um, and to probably just I mean, like it just makes me annoying. But uh, yeah, Carrie Fisher died before this movie came out, and so a big expectation of uh, the audience going into this was like, how are they gonna kill Carrie Fisher? And um, how is Leia gonna die? And we get this like it's it it feels like a it 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 does it, it feels like nothing we've seen in Star Wars for this like there's just like a a human body in space you know like so Leia's ship gets blown up she gets sucked out into the vacuum of space and she starts to like ice over and we're like oh this is it kind of thing um, and then there's this like magical realism <laughs> element to the movie that. Uh, happens that um, I think is really bold and um, I liked a lot actually like thinking about the the fact that they did this <laughs> in a Star Wars movie um, and that she like force fly starts flying around uh, we've never seen her use the force before um, other than like oh, she senses something um, in at the very end of uh, Empire I believe um, but then, you know, she like awakens up and then sort of realized like, oh shit, she always has the, for- has had the force. She is always using the force like in her like leadership or her insight and her guidance. It, it, it shows itself in different ways and like, oh shit, Leia is actually really powerful. Just not in the way that we, uh, usually perceive force users or see force users on screen. Um, and also it's a, uh, <laughs> another huge fuck you to jj abrams too to being like uh you do it (laughs) you kill (laughs) carrie fisher i could have done it a couple of times through here very easily she could have been the one to drive the thing through the thing yep it could have yeah exactly she could have you mounted she could have been the one to drop to drop you know fly something into the cannon uh, at the end of the thing too (laughs) there's so many opportunities to or like she doesn't wake up on the on the tape after she you know <laughs> uh, flies back to the spaceship but uh there's that magical realist quality and like not she's just alive still good luck jj <laughs> they're like actually you've de-aged you're like in the body of a 20 year old now you're gonna be alive for a long long time i'm so curious how much original photography like how much clever reshooting or shooting around uh leia happened or around you know, i would say it. no clever shooting happened around leia i think that they i think they had some i th- i think the, the 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 beacon tracker like that Le- leia and uh ray are like they each have a bracelet on that like i don't know pings when the other one's nearby kind of thing um i think that that all is that whole story is told in inserts i was kind of paying attention like you don't really see like uh a convincing wide shot of Carrie Fisher wearing that bracelet. Um, I think they definitely had like body doubles, like in inserts, like putting it on and taking it off. And they probably had some sort of ADR. I don't know if it was an impression or AI or read cut up words from her to, you know, say something little, little lines here and there. And someone says like, Oh, you think I should take the bracelet and I can ping, ping, ping or something. I don't know. Like clever writing around it. But, um, like I don't think that's her on the table. 
on the like the operating table i think that you know we uh just just see your hand there but we know it's like like i'm i'm very curious how they piece this together i think it was um cleverly done um so sorry to disagree with both of you but i understand i understand that it's it's very silly (laughs) very silly I think even in theaters, like, I feel like my brain is really, like, in theaters, I love everything. It's like, oh, that's so cool. It's so bright. Um, you know, my brain just turns into a little, you know, I could enjoy anything in theaters, essentially. Even me in theaters there, I was you, like, oh. You walk out of, like, every movie. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> I still laugh at going to see Avatar, like, opening night and walking out. <laughs> <laughs> very baller move um so let's oh wait sorry so leia is dragged into space but survives by using the force while leia recovers vice admiral holdo assumes command of the resistance running low on fuel the remaining fleet is pursued by the first order so yeah vice admiral holdo is uh laura dern with purple hair um we we love laura dern i love laura dern i think she's great um i do think she could have used more time acting on a on a green screen more practice there there it does seem like there yeah. were a few moments where she, like it, she's did they shoot trying, the enti- did she shoot the entire movie just in a green screen and then they put her in rotoscoped her scoped her into the rest know. of the thing every single feel- time she was on screen it was like i think you're the only person who's not in the room <laughs> i wonder yeah <laughs> yeah i mean they, she is a get she is a quite a get for sure it's, but I mean, but it's also Star Wars, so like you can like they made Harrison Ford show up for the last one, so like you should be able to mo- think that you can get anybody to show up. But how did I got a qu- I got another question about her little c- CGI thing? Uh, did they make her neck longer? No, I think it's just the costume. It, the costume, okay, because it, it just I I it's not. I don't know. Her neck seemed very long, and I was like, ah, "This seems different than every other movie." I- she looks so much different than every other movie I've seen her in. Ben sees me wearing stripes. Did they make him thinner? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but it's a- you know aliens and stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe she's part of like the slightly longer neck, uh, something planet. You know, whatever. Getting absolutely gunned down because you uh say to laura dern hey nice alien costume <laughs> uh yeah. i'm not in an alien costume <laughs> i don't i don't know 10 I million really, I, gay people kill you instantly <laughs> i didn't really like her character that much but i didn't really like anybody's character i'll say this too i don't because we we keep we keep going past this oscar isaac hate hate that guy in these movies hate his poe or whatever dislike him so much maybe i just don't like whoever the hero is because like i feel uh about poe like i feel about uh, all the luke skywalker stuff which made this one of the worst movies because you gotta watch Mul- both multi-luke yeah yeah luke and poe no thank you yeah. i love oscar isaac and i agree i don't really like poe i don't understand i'm always confused like or i was confused when i would see like uh like at walmart like little kid stuff like oh you can like wear a poe costume i'm like what People want to be Poe? I saw him in those video games first, as in like two weeks ago or three weeks ago before when I first started playing the new video game. And then and then I saw the next movie. And I was like, who the, who the hell is Poe? 
sounds like a background ass character name. No way this guy's going to be big. And now he's the basically the main character in these last two movies. Uh, yeah, he's 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 definitely one of the main main guys. I think that he's like definitely sub, you're not supposed to like like him that much in this. I think that he's supposed to be this kind of brash, annoying, annoying guy. Yeah. Okay. I don't think you can do that. I, I, I if that's the case, I got to add that to the list. You don't get to just tell me actually you're supposed to hate this movie. Now, no, you made it eight, seven, eight other movies. No, okay, that's different. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like there, he, you, like, I think it's. I don't. I don't think I'm being that subversive by saying that, but that like, yeah, you're not. So, you, you, you like don't want him to be like disobeying orders and. Oh. Uh, like sure. mounting a mutiny against the leadership of the resistance kind of thing. Yeah, I, I get that. And I don't like, I, 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 uh, I don't like him for those reasons, but I also don't like him as in like, I'm like, get off the screen. I don't want to see this guy anymore. I feel like you're Please also supposed to sympathize on. with him going like, we're, you don't have a plan. You know, you're supposed to be like, what is your plan? Which, yeah. you know, it's like, we don't, you, she doesn't owe it to you personally. Like, but, uh, I feel like you're supposed, the audience is supposed to be like, Poe's right. We need to take some action. Yeah. Having not said this, or having not seen this before, I, I was, I felt, you know, strung along for a while wondering like, oh, is, is Laura Dern's character, a, you know, a, a baddie? Is she actually, uh, you know, inside bad guy agent or whatever? Like, is she really the coward here or whatever, too? Best case scenario. And then they kind of, do a reveal when uh carrie fisher comes back that's at least how i perceived it first time through i'm gonna be annoying here and say i think that then it was effective then if uh like it that like we were uh if we, we see that that, that poe is entitled to if he feels entitled to know, know know the plan uh and like that's that's silly but we the audience we're entitled like no that's that's the that that's them saying, uh, you know, you you are Poe as well. Trust trust the leader here. Trust me, the the screenwriter. Trust the director. Trust Holdo. Like, there's a plan. Um, it is an extremely funny moment when like, uh, Leia's getting onto the transport and um Holdo isn't, and Leia's like, why aren't get on? She's like, someone's got to stay. And Leia just like. Better you than me, I guess. Like she kind of accepts <laughs> it pretty quick. She doesn't like, no, it should be like the person at the very top who's sacrificing for everyone. No, you go ahead and sacrifice. Her name yeah, is... That's a good point. Her name is Holdo? Yeah, it's Star Wars. What? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I just like don't hear most of the names or just like let them pass over me. I knew she was like Admiral <laughs> something, but I just kept thinking of her as Laura Dern in my head. But Admiral. Her name is Admiral Holdo. <laughs> going through oh every character <laughs> yeah well your name is uh, jar jar <laughs> oh i gotta say too they don't i i, I skywalker sh- this guy must have a name but uh, i don't think they really he wasn't really in the movie but i was bothered that they kept hugging the fish head guy over and over like everybody's embracing you know who i'm talking about he's like a big the guy's like it's a trap no not that guy uh no he was like a pose level you know he's like a fighter type guy fighter pilot yeah, type yeah, guy. yeah i can vaguely picture him and he comes into a couple scenes and everybody's always like embracing him what 
<laughs> I don't. You don't think I don't know that what, fish I don't people know. deserve hugs? No, I don't know what my problem <laughs> Did is. Did you there. not watch The Shape of Water? No, it's just it's more like uh, <laughs> bringing in. I, I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is. Uh, bringing in like a background character, just like slightly too much, but there's still like a background <laughs> character. You know? Gotcha. I don't. I don't know. That's funny. I didn't. I didn't feel like it was too much, but that I hear what you're saying. That's funny. Yeah. Um. On. So let's 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 move to the the Luke and Ray story here. Uh, on Ak Two, I think is maybe how to say that. That's the name of uh, Luke's weird. Uh, Little Saint James, planet. Star Wars. Little Saint James. Lukey Saint James over here. Uh, Ray attempts to lo- uh, recruit Luke Skywalker to the Resistance. Groom. Under self-imposed exile, Luke refuses to help and said the Jedi should end. And so. He milks his creature. Um, he drinks his creature milk. Um, he looks like he was in a bad band in the 80s. Cut, cut, cut. This entire story, yeah. boring. Watching him just go about his daily life, boring. Although, also good that it's frustrating Star Wars fans. Yeah. Um, he de- Did Mark Hamill finally get stuff to do in a star wars movie so that there is that like in the original three i think he was pretty empty and kind of just trying on his own but finally i think that like he was finally like acting in this one perhaps Uh, directed too i think he was direct yes um and apparently yeah mark hamill and ryan johnson disagreed about what luke's character should be and what he should do and um does that annoy you when actors are like that when they're like i know my character it's like no you read my words come on now yeah (laughs) i just was like saw some saw something about how uh the upcoming fast and furious movie fast 10 i guess uh jason momoa was originally supposed to be driving what was it the car he was supposed to be driving um I don't know. It was like maybe some like Humvee type bullshit. But then he uh, like <laughs> was like calling up the production car coordinator late at night and being like, I think my character would drive a purple uh, like uh, um, I even forget what it is, but it's like a big like old like Cadillac kind of thing. <laughs> Be driving a big purple Cadillac. And they're like, <laughs> what like this is a fast and furious like you don't have like a these aren't ca- real characters you know that right like, this is, <laughs> if this was if you're the if you're the car guy and you're getting that call like aren't you just like i'm just the car guy you gotta take this up with the boss or something right yeah do you just get like, to I'm, make I'm, the call a hundred percent sure it did not actually go down like that right like this was some that, that just like the way that they spun it to like make it seem like yeah. uh like in the interviews jason momoa can have this uh cute little thing to go on talk shows about and say um you know i was really getting into character and i thought i need a big purple cadillac because that's how my character would ride around in right or, or, or around town and they can be like okay sure whatever that's like a a story and like let's let's go with that um but yeah if i was the produ- the production car guy i'd be <laughs> like fuck off dude i can't what what do you want me not to do not even close to within my power to switch these out 
Yeah, but yeah, let me just go change the script. No, I'm the guy who finds cars. <laughs> what are you talking about? They tell me which cars to get. I get them. <laughs> yeah, that'd be another. <laughs> we give you lines, you say them. Okay. <laughs> the, Here's your lane. The Fast series would be another good series to do, like a Carrie Fisher death fake out. <laughs> if you're handing Walker. over to <laughs> handing over to another director. <laughs> yeah, Paul Walker at the end instead of doing the Wiz Khalifa song, just like. Yo, I'm <laughs> I'm back. I'm ready cut to, to go. I'm, cut, I'm for real alive. <laughs> cut to cut to black. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they use his brother to like make sure that he's like shown on screen as totally fine. Yeah. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah, right before they cut to black, he's like, "All right, guys, let's go on another mission." They're like, "You're alive." The end. <laughs> I'll always be alive. <laughs> yeah, guys, I just found out I'm in, I, I found out I'm invincible. Yeah, I'll see you in Fast Twelve. Yeah, exactly. I will return. <laughs> the, the James Bond, <laughs> Paul Walker. Paul Walker will return <laughs> fast. Twelve dedicated 12. to the memory of Paul Walker, who died in 2011. Uh, Paul Walker will return in 2012. 2012, 2013, and, and <laughs> big promises from the director who's done with the franchise. This might be fucked up of me, but um, dying really like shown his shown his star right like he wasn't like i don't know i i didn't i i wasn't into the fast and furious movies before paul walker died i guess that uh, turned you around on him <laughs> yeah but I, but now that i heard that they're starting to kill them i'm like well hello let me check it out no i just didn't watch any of them until i still have only seen fast five i think but uh which was the one where he, he died at the end but uh I mean, I guess he doesn't. I, I don't think he dies he wasn't at like the a end, huge though, right? Movie star. He just drives away at the end. I think. Sure. So yeah, he I've died during the production end. of it. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, he. Um. Now, sorry. And now I'm just thinking of how Vin Diesel was saying this one was about Paul. This next one is for Paul, and the one after that is going to be from Paul. <laughs> uh, he definitely like saw like okay, one of the main guys died. I'm going to like market that. And everyone's like, we really shouldn't be doing that. And then Diesel's like, I will be though. That whole franchise is so funny where like, it's these like everybody in it, like pretends they're a bigger star than, than it. But it's like, I don't know what anyone would be thinking of Vin Diesel outside of fast and furious, right? Like you're not, like you, he's definitely sorry, not you're the Fast and Furious guy. Like <laughs> you, everybody in this needs Fast and Furious way more than uh, than they need it, or I don't know, whatever. But yeah. sorry, but yeah, Paul Walker wasn't like a huge, huge. He wasn't a movie star until he died, right? Or maybe know. those movies were really big. I just didn't. I mean, I think the movies were big. Yeah, I think that's how people knew him. Well, for sure, that's how they cared, cared about him. Yeah. Yeah, but he didn't. It was turn probably assumed that, like, once died. those movies were over, he was going to do other stuff, right? I would assume. Yeah, he probably was like kind of the air. Er- so it was like, oh, he is this. He is the star of these. Like, he's going to be the one to like escape or- orbit instead of like ludicrous. Um, Jason doing his hit. only acting yeah. role. 
Jason Statham's probably the most like accomplished actor in the series. I would, I but would he's guess. like an add-on. Like the the people who are like actual stars mm. in those are people that just get like who 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 uh like they're par- they're part of the like extended. This yeah. isn't quite right, but like extended uh. Uh, like pro wrestling universe or something like yeah that. like 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 the rock and the john rock. cena are in those movies but it's not that be- they're not famous because of those movies <laughs> they're no famous yeah. in spite of those movies yeah yeah but i guess like you can't i feel like you can't expand those like you can't put uh like a regular actor in those movies i mean like you're not gonna have obviously you're not gonna have like laura dern you're not gonna have like uh oscar isaac in the fast and the furious movies or something like that even though he's like a guy like a, a cool guy you have to be like you know one of those guys who's the rock right like it, i didn't even know this but you said they have jason momoa it's like well they probably got lucky because they're running out of rocks to to, to put it they've got yeah the Rock, running the really uh, big guys, Jason Statham, yeah, uh, J- J- Momoa guy, whatever. They're all the same type of guy. I don't, I don't really know what that is. I guess it's just the Fast and the Furious guys. It's like an ex- a, the ex- Expendables or something like that, I right? Guess, but for a s- different generation, and not everybody's seventy years old. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right, I guess yeah. Let's re- let's return to Mark <laughs> Hamill's exile, I suppose. But I like I like Luke in this. I'll be honest. Um, he ends up saying what I've been saying this whole series. Um, he's like these movies we, suck. Well, he's like yeah. He's like fuck the Jedi. Basically, like the Jedi like is not this. This wasn't the move. I am. I'm gonna knock this off. I'm not gonna make any more Jedi. Um, and w- yeah, we can't, we can't be doing that. And I feel um, like this is the first time I've liked Yoda too in a movie. I liked how they made Yoda just look kind of stupid again. That's probably the best way to do him. You yeah. Know? The, the puppet time. Right? Puppet. Was he actually like, a puppet or did they just do CGI to look like the puppet? I, I, don't, know, I don't know. I don't know. It worked out. But they it definitely was, yeah. were trying to invoke puppet. It was given yeah. puppet. Yeah. For sure. Mouth. Did you like the dialogue between them? No. I, I... <laughs> I wanted I wanted an apology from Yoda. It's it it is a different Yoda from the prequels. Um and a Yoda who has totally forgiven himself. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is deliberate and I need to reconcile that like <sighs> these movies are in conversation with the prequels a little bit too where like it is deliberately th- I I think Ryan Johnson made a mistake by he should have embraced the prequels. Um, and to some extent we do get a little bit of that where, uh, he, where I guess Luke is admitting like, no, what the, the Jedi allow, I think he like strip it uh, says it like, you know, the Jedi allowed this to happen. Like, you know, they were complicit in the rise of the empire in the first place, um, blah, blah, blah. And so I guess, so I guess that is embracing the prequels and to that extent. And I think that that's smart and that's a good thing to do. But Yoda starts talking about how like. Um, so we get forced ghost Yoda. That's what's going on here. But Yoda shows up and he's telling Luke like, no, you're making a mistake by not continuing the Jedi. Uh, because, uh, you think that you're only like, you, you are choosing not to continue the Jedi because, um, you only want to pass down your successes. You should also be passing down your failures, especially your failures. Um, your weak, your weaknesses and your, yeah, your missteps. Um, which is a great, 
point. I think that you can maybe coming out at the end of 2017, you can read a lot about like, you know, like, okay, bringing, how do you, how do you continue? How could, how could you like maybe bring life into a, uh, or, uh, a, a doomed world kind of thing um, for Twitter libs. That would be kind of like what you're thinking about at the time. Um, and, uh, you know, that's maybe a good message of hope that like, yeah, it's not about uh, only passing on successes. It's also passing on your failures and learning from them. But I could have used an acknowledgement from Yoda that like ever that he fucked up himself. Like it's not, it wasn't, it wasn't, honestly, Luke didn't ever fuck up really. <laughs> like he, like, uh, and with the Kylo Ren stuff, we'll get into that in this movie. But like, as from what we've seen up until this movie, Luke honestly did always did do the right thing. He did manage to turn Vader at the end. Right. And he did whatever, like they were able to blow that shit up. Like he, he kind of, he kind of aced it, frankly. Um, it was Yoda who fucking like led the Jedi into, uh, like, like at, to, to their, to their most powerful and, uh, fumbled it, harder than anyone has ever fumbled anything to the death of millions <laughs> of uh people across the entire galaxy and he's just being like smug smug bitch ass being you were so silly i'm you you don't you can't see what's right in front of your face <laughs> and like that's gaslighting behavior i'm sorry uh yoda's an <laughs> abuser and uh he's my enemy um i forgot what else i was gonna say about that but can, yeah. can I say? Can I say? Sorry, one Please. additional Fast and the Furious Star Wars tie-in. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking about I, I, that whole time you were saying that. I was looking at uh, the picture of Paul Walker on his uh, filmography page, and I was thinking this guy could have been Anakin Skywalker. Uh, and I looked it up, and he uh, aud- auditioned for it. Damn, and he got got on tape as Anakin Skywalker. There could he might have been not have died. Paul Walker was Anakin. <laughs> yeah, George Lucas killed Paul Walker. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for as much as people like to say, like, damn, Heath Ledger being the he he played the Joker and that got him so twisted that he died. <laughs> that actually happened to Paul Walker. He played yeah. a race car driver and then crashed it in, into a telephone pole. <laughs> I mean, all these guys, yeah, they really think they're race car drivers now. Yeah, but he might have done something stupid with Star Wars. You know, might well, have tried to play with a lightsaber. Yeah. He might have uh, tried to jump over Obi-Wan when he had the low ground. Don't be doing that. Oof. Which, by the way, Obi-Wan does that in Phantom Menace. Like, that's how he beats Darth Maul. The fuck? Anyway, not important. Porgs. Best part of the movie. Love the Porgs. I think they're... Need key. more screen time. I was the waiting for these guys to show up. I knew about I love these that guys. Chewie and the Porgs have a fun relationship. I thought that was a little tasteless, to be honest. I thought that was a little mean, you know? That's like a, that's a, you know, I feel like people make i I'm not a vegetarian uh, like you, uh, but uh, I thought that uh, that's kind of a mean, you know, vegetarian style joke. Like the Chick-fil-A commercials when they're like, eat, eat more yeah. chicken. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little in poor taste, I, I think, you know? You're that eating. Chewie and the Porgs become friends? No, no, no. The when Chewie, Chewie was eating Porg. Eating a Porg. And they're like I, th- I, I liked it as a, I was a, the vegetarian Force Awakens. He uh, looks at a Porg and he has, he has a come to Porg Jesus moment. And he's like, I'm not going to eat these anymore. Has I had a moment much, like that myself. 
I was about to bite into a uh, a pork. pork, and then yeah, <laughs> a pulled <Okay>. pork sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. And I saw the the quivering eyes, and I was like, I can't. But okay. yeah, I'm looking into getting myself a pork. I'm, I'm uh, got a source of pork. Uh, I would love to have one. Those guys are cool. Nice. Um, and they start like hanging out in the Millennium Falcon. That's cool too. Mm. We like that. Do they have beaks? I don't think they have beaks. Or they have like noses. They have like a mouth, you know, because they scream. Oh, they have a mouth. And it's, do they have noses? pretty decent name too? Star Warsy name. Yeah. They the the animals in this. Oh yeah, they just got little nostrils. Yeah, these guys are cute. Yeah, porgs are pretty sick. Um. That the, was a the, that the really was that should, what? George that was that was another George Lucas uh Lucid, Lucas. name name failure though I would say or some somebody in Star Wars accidentally uh DMing the entire uh you know uh Disney executive team porg when they meant to type in porn in their uh <laughs> their search browser and then mm. being like, uh actually this is uh you know we have we have minions in every movie uh there's going to be a thing called a porg. I'm still working on it, but that's how they came about. <laughs> As the story goes. Yes. The other, other animals in this, uh, the, the, the animals throughout this movie, I, th- I think are, are all good. I like, I like all the animal designs in this. I, I got to disagree once, once again, the ice foxes, things, whatever. It doesn't make sense because they're on salt, right? So shouldn't they be salt foxes? Sorry, they're salt. I don't know if they call them ice foxes. They do call crystal them ice. Fox. They, 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 crystal no, they, fox. Crystal. Okay, that's true. I thought they said ice fox, but okay, never mind. But uh, they're a little too like Harry Potter ish for me. You know, they're a little too like magical creature compared to like you know the other alien stuff that we've seen. I didn't like them. I mean, I like the I like the 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 form of them. You know, like them existing uh, and being little foxes, basically. But I the, the final shape that they took as these crystal things i thought was too magical you know it like narratively that they follow them out of the cave you mean no 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 that part i'm i'm that i guess that is that part is a little too magical too but that wasn't my big concern that like they literally look like too much of a you know a magical creature like they're Mm. too close to like uh you know like a i don't know something that'd be in harry potter also, isn't there like a dragon tail or something like that that like flips out of the water next to little St. Oh, James yeah, yeah, in yeah. a shot? I thought that was weird too. Like, let's let's rein it in. There's a lot folks. more magic in this one. Yeah, for sure. Don't like that. Which I like. Yeah, I like. <laughs> I just I I think I I'm liking it for the reasons that y'all dislike it more than realizing it. Like, I think that's cool to see. Like, there's a hint of a big old tail back there. Um, we get the like it's we get like staff fighting we get like these more more force powers throughout this that are um that feel a lot more like yeah like magical uh the way you might um i don't know yeah like it might appear in harry potter uh like luke projecting himself yeah yeah and bridging the minds and I actually like, okay, this is my favorite part of the the movie is the red room thing. And I think the way they killed Snopes or whatever uh, is, <laughs> I, like, I like that kind of uh, force stuff. 
where it's like the force stuff that I, you know, I think to myself, if I had, if I had the force and I was in a fight, I'd do something practical like, like that. Like, why don't you just turn the lightsaber on, on this own guy, on, on, on the guy, if it's just sitting next to him, you know, I like when, I like when people do the thing where you just, you know, turn your lightsaber on and it, you know, knocks out yeah, some guy cool. or whatever. That's cool. That's a practical thing. You don't have to go doing, you know, uh, you know, sword fighting or whatever goofy that whole we we'll get to it but that whole room the red room fight i forgot to list that under the reasons they did gamergate but for star wars people hated the way like people hated like the lightsaber fighting in this really that yeah which strong disagree i think that was like one of the coolest fights in all of star wars like that whole scene it's definitely the coolest set i think for sure yeah and it's good it's a good good fight it reminds me of it reminds me of some like oh like uh like old kung fu movies that start with yeah yeah like a just a a room that's just like a color and it doesn't really matter i mean i guess they do end up showing you in this one that it has a place but it's more fun when you're just like looking at it and it's like well we're just everybody's just kind of like off in the ether and we're just gonna fight you know that's cool yeah it's like the the um what do you call them gun muzzle flash the muzzle flash youtube people were like this is the worst star wars because uh the fight isn't how you would fight with lightsabers okay all right okay (laughs) closing the door uh back with luke after encouragement from r2d2 Luke agrees to give Ray three lessons in the ways of the Force. This is a very like wizard magical style thing. Um, Ray and Kylo begin communicating through the Force, which puzzles them both. Kylo tells Ray that Luke feared his power. Luke confesses that he momentarily com- contemplated killing Kylo upon sensing that Snoke was corrupting him, which prompted Wild. Kylo <laughs> to destroy Luke's new Jedi Order. What? Wild that Luke considered this. I'll just kill my nephew. It seemed like it would have been the move, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Um, we finally we 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 get more characterization of Snoke and Kylo. At least we get the like their their uh their relationship. Um, like we see, we see how manipulated Kylo Ren is by Snoke. Like this very like. I don't know. He's very e- eager to be Vader, and Snoke is, you know, screaming at him, "You'll never be Vader" or whatever. Then, like in this l- later on, we get this, like, uh, "Finally, you are worth, you like, you are actually a worthy successor to Vader," kind of thing. Like, it's very, very manipulative, and I think it's it's well done there. Um, and then we can see how that backfires. Like, you can you th- you think you're you're, you're dark siding somebody by um, manipulating them to that extent, but then really that's going to be the thing that. Uh, gets your ass cut in half. Um, Pants on. Fire. The new force powers that we see in this, I think, make a lot of sense uh, for like the force to be able to do. Like, is this like, oh yeah, we can just be having these conversations. Cross, like we're doing, I guess, uh, force time, right? Um, when suddenly Ray and a- uh, Kylo Ren are looking at each other, we get Big Adam <laughs> in this. Uh, why wide driver uh when he's got his shirt off and uh standing there with his super high pants that was kind of fun um to see that 
Uh, I remember when it came out, people were like taking pictures of it in theaters, post online, because everyone was so excited to see that. Uh, count me among them. I was like, this is a good time. Um, I like how you. I like how they didn't make it like, like they just, they just made it like weird. Um, like you could just have like, I don't know, a hot guy without his shirt on, but like, nope, they pulled his <laughs> pants up so he looked like half man, but he still is like obviously Jack, so it just looks insane. <laughs> <laughs> this um, is the part of the movie where I was maximum checked out uh in a in a darkest before the the light type of moment because we're about to get to the part where i checked back in but i literally don't even remember this at all now what you're you talking blacked about. out when you saw adam driver and you're like Whoa. i everything when it's like when luke is like i've got three less i'll teach you three lessons i was like dang i don't even know what to say i would just get me out of here no thanks <laughs> hmm I have three. I'm going to turn into Yoda. I have three lessons for thee. The first one is please be nice to me. The second one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's stupid. I did I did like how Yoda's voice. So, he, they they brought his weird speech pattern. They reined in his weird speech pattern. Um they yeah. got it back to back to Empire Strikes Back style. Um, he was going, he was going a little crazy in Revenge of the Sith there for a little bit, but they reined in that little green freak. Uh, Page Turners, they were not. I think that was cool. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the vibe I got from like this island reminded me a lot of that Jedi Fallen Order game, um, mm, yeah. which I think is a good vibe. I think that they did something cool with that. I really liked the. It's like this they little, were really, like weird magical mysticism thing. They were really proud of making that island because I mean they just kept doing shot after shot, like like super wide. Well, I don't know what you call that, like landscape style shots of of the island. Uh, Isn't it know, a real for, island? I maybe it is. I don't know, but they really liked that island. They had so many shots of it. <laughs> it is a cool island, I think. Um, mm-hmm. That's what people so, used to say about people might have they might have said that about Little St. James before LSJ. A certain right. it had a certain occupant. And that's how I feel about this place. It has been ruined by its occupant. Noam Chomsky? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Noam what was Chomsky was taking calls him? from Luke Skywalker. Oh yeah. Can't everybody canceled. <laughs> I will have nothing to do with Luke Skywalker. Mark Hamill's like he's he feel I bet he like wanted to go to little st james but he wasn't cool and cool enough like they didn't i heard they were like annoyed by him i heard kind of a funny story apparently when they were um getting the cast together when they first um like announced who was all in um the the new the reboots they had like cast parties or like dinners to try to get everyone together and um andy mark campbell's showing up like 12 hours early (laughs) <laughs> right yeah um andy circus who i you know have to be reminded is snoke um is uh w- was sat next to mark hamill and um mark hamill was like oh i i like your work you've been in a lot of things i like or whatever and um he said oh thank you uh who are you playing he's like oh i'm <laughs> i'm mark and there's like a long apparently like a pretty long disconnect of like 
okay but who are you playing <laughs> like uh the Andy circus did not recognize mark hamill which i think is uh i hope mark took hard <laughs> yeah Nice. I bet he he did it. He went on like a run of six months where he was telling that story as much as he as as much as he could. He, and he didn't even recognize me. <laughs> Can you believe that? <laughs> uh, dude, I love Andy Serkis. It's it's cool that he, uh, like he 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 was one of our he was one of our best motion performance capture guys, right? Uh, as Gollum, but like he was. <laughs> It's it was really his like uh so, sorry I'm, I'm I'm blanking on how that how that went but like he's he 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 did he did the golem and he did the performance capture but it was it, it was really about like his voice um that he 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 that 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 got him that that did so well with 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 golem and uh, he really did break out of like he's he he's he's equally good on and off screen I think which is so cool like when he does show up on screen. He's in Andor as himself, or as like not in a. He's not doing performance capture. He does so good, and like, I think he chews the scenery in a really good way. Like he is very theatrical in what he does, but um, not in like a Benedict Cumberbatch way. More in like a, I don't know. He like, I don't know. He's just cool. It's he like fun. He's, it's he has this like muscular acting <laughs> ability that is very cool. It was fun in Black Panther. Yeah, funny to imagine Benedict Cumberbatch in 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 uh, the Lord of the Rings and Andy Serkis's role, and also as uh, Mr. Snopes in in this movie. <laughs> Just <laughs> make the character. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. Andy Serkis, fine, whatever. But I don't like I don't like this Snoke guy. I, I yeah I think anyone could I, I don't think they used Andy Circus I love like I like Andy Circus as well but I don't think it needed to be him for this because the character was just nothing kind of yeah I thought the character was kind of nothing I could have played Snoke but I well. do it, think Snoke w- wasn't a good character but I think that he did get to eat a little bit in the in in the like the showdown scene though at least mm-hmm. he, he did get one scene out of it he got to do like really like. It was basically like a scene of like him like getting off on manipulating everybody, which is cool. Atticus really upgraded the uh, the comfort <laughs> setup for the. He's getting, he's got bottle service at the pod. <laughs> it was a surprise too. Nice, that's cool. In the in the club, yes. Um, I do like Ray exploring the island and finding like that. She go she goes into the hole and uh, she does the mirror thing and she sees that like long line of rays. Um. I think that was like thematically really interesting um, where you can sort of imagine this is uh, Ryan Johnson projecting or like this, like he sees himself like he's, he's, he's in this long line of star Wars movies, right? Like it's, and uh, like he had, he he has all this like history of all the star Wars that came before him and he sees all the, Star Wars stretching out before uh, after him, right? Like after he's done, like everyone thinks this Disney machine is going to be turning out Star Wars movies every year, and uh, he is uh, the Ray in the middle who is uh, simultaneously acting of her own will, but is also continuing. Is this like continuing this unbroken line from before and after? That's uh, an interesting way of. 
an interesting metaphor for the, the movie itself, but also like a way of dealing with legacy for Ray here. We get like a lot more, um, like we, we get a, we get a very satisfying resolution for Ray's origins here where, um, we have this like sort of fascination around where did she come from? We get, we get this set up in, um, uh, force awakens and, um, about this, like, Oh man, where, where did Ray come from? We got all these little hints dropped. And this is another way of, uh, Ryan Johnson saying, fuck you, JJ. Uh, she came from nowhere. She is, her parents were junk traders. They were nobodies. She is just some rando. Um, and I think that that makes, that is a very satisfying, like character moment for her. Um, and it says something about the universe too, that it isn't just, uh, you know, a very small world. We get like, we see that other little kid with the broom. He's got force too. Like I said, this is definitely Ryan Johnson saying he's like, I really like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not about the Skywalkers for once, you know, but yeah. So because they're talking all the time on force time, um, Ray believes that Kylo can be redeemed. So she leaves Octo. Luke prepares to burn the Jedi temple, but hesitates or the Jedi library, but hesitates. The spirit of Luke's master Yoda appears and destroys the library by summoning a bolt of lightning. He encourages Luke to learn from his failure. Um, mm, a little, little St. James, like I think Ray never actually gets to look at those books. When he <laughs> yeah, comes in and he books, tries huh? to prevent her. Yes. Luke, why do you have this cube? Why do you have this big cube, Egyptian cube on your island with books inside? And then he's like, oh, don't look. Yeah, yeah I know you know uh, it's Jedi stuff. And then as, as soon as, soon as she's away, him, he wants to get rid of I gotta that burn, stuff. Yeah, I got to burn this down. The spirit yeah. of Le- uh, Lex Westner appears. <laughs> Les Westner appears. And tells Ray might come back with some people who might come through these records. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, somebody's flying their drone above Octo. What's going on with that? Um, Meanwhile, round and round them in that beginning scene when they're like handing off the lightsaber, or was that in the last movie? That was where it just went on for like forty minutes. Yeah, they had the Tony Scott helicopter shot going for a while. (laughs) (laughs) I guess if you do an expensive shot like that, and I don't, maybe that's not expensive, but it seemed expensive. You just you you let her run, you know. It was it was definitely the hold for applause moment. Okay. More than it was reveling in the expense. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. In a movie like to... in a movie like this when you do okay, not not for that kind of shot, but for like a dialogue shot or something like that, when you have multiple uh or sorry, I should say scene, when you have multiple shots, do they do it multi camera or do they do one camera with a bunch of takes? Um the general practice is to do is single camera okay. for a movie like this. So if you see, most movies are only running one camera at a time. That's the general rule asterisk where they will sometimes definitely run other cameras for coverage. But the idea is like the focus is on one camera at a time. They light, they light the space, for but one. then they light shot for shot kind of yeah. thing. Um, they might run another camera for reference or uh, just in case to capture performance. But, um, and then there are some directors who like to run multiple cameras because it keeps the cohesion of the performance together. But the general idea is like, uh, 
yeah, you would run one camera at a time, you get coverage and then you, there's like a, there's like a, a framework that uh, you can plug into that is very Spielbergian. It's like, yeah, first you start with the wide shot and the master shot, you get the whole, you play the whole scene through and then you move in for coverage and then you get the, like the over the shoulders and all of that. But the actors are, rehears- are, are, are playing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. I know uh, I I watched like a behind the scenes thing of a Harry Potter thing once about uh, the first movie and Christopher Columbus. He said that he they had to film all the dialogue scenes um, all at once or like they had to film every because because it was so hard to get any. Yeah, so hard to get any performances where people were they had to stitch a lot of things together. I guess Interesting. I also bet that I mean, that also makes it move a lot faster and we're dealing with children. You need to make your day um mm, yeah yeah so meanwhile poe entrusts finn mechanic rose and bb8 with a secret mission to disable the first order's tracking device um so yeah finn and rose link up uh i really like rose i think she's a she's a cool character um but it sounds like you guys want to ruin her life is that what's going on <laughs> <laughs> i've actually she didn't really register for me yeah as okay. like something to like or dislike yeah. I think those scenes were just kind of silly. I know they're supposed to be, they're kind of carrying a lot of the plot, I guess, but I just wasn't really interested in what was going on with Finn or her. Yeah. I like, so this was another, I think this is another fuck you to JJ Abrams was like, so Finn wakes up from his like cryo sleep or whatever the fuck he was in. He was, the, he was the getting surgery or something out of his, when he's getting out of the hospital. And he's immediately like, Ray. Like it's, he's still obsessed with Ray. That's annoying. And I think that Ryan Johnson clocked that and, um, was like, he couldn't just ignore that. He was, uh, insanely horny for Ray for the first movie and just like completely have him do a 180 in this movie. But, uh, I think that he like led him down a, a different path was like, okay, like, let's actually have, like, a meaningful... How about you don't just glom onto the first woman you ever see? Like, let's maybe have you go through this other thing and, like, oh, you develop, like, a... I'm not even saying, like, necessarily romance with Rose, but, like, um, you are... Why don't you develop as a person outside of the First Order uh, infantry, like, with Rose here, and then, then uh, those two can have a relationship. And it's, I think it was cool that Rose got to have a little bit more of like a uh a romantic arc of her own that wasn't just like i don't know like a a man being interested in a woman and then finally kissing her at the end kind of thing um we get a scene a scene where like the the gang like calls maz kanata uh for help that's like hey how do we get out of this because this is this is like poe He's like, why isn't Holdo telling me what's going on? We need to come up with a different plan. She's going to get us all killed. Maz, it's okay to not answer your phone. If you can't talk, it's okay. Talk later. She answers the phone mid-battle. Do you remember what she says in this? Only from your letterbox review. Yeah, she's like in the middle of a fight, and she she explains it as a union dispute. And uh, let me get... I'm going to guess here. But I don't think somebody who is on the union side 
would say that this is a union dispute. That's a euphemism coming from management or a Pinkerton style person. You know, like that's that's I I I think I think uh, Maz is a a class enemy, and uh, I will not I will not stand in solidarity with uh, any of these fictional characters. That's not what that's not what solidarity means. So fuck Maz. Um, that that's annoying. But she does direct them to the casino town of Canto Bight, where they meet the hacker DJ, played by BDT. Another Bond guy showing up in one of these. Yeah. Um, pretty happy with, with, with him showing up. Not exactly, you know, that impressed by his character, but he's a got to get a Bond guy in there. Yeah. It's just fun to see Benicio Del Toro. Yeah. Right. It's just like he's a fun guy to see. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to finish up like the summary of the, what happens on this uh, planet and then we can talk about it, but pursued by the local security, they escape Canto bite with the help of, of a stable of stable hand children and racing animals. They set free. Wait, hold, hold, hold. I didn't catch this before. This place is called Canto bite. Yeah. That's the name that they came up for the place. That's basically, you know, Macau, if not Hong Kong is Canto bite. Yes. I was picking up Monte Carlo. Well, it, I mean, it, hearing, I, I, I thought it was supposed to be Macau, but uh, I, I guess it could be either. But like, if it's called Canto yeah. Bite. Little Can I on. get some help with this um, child's children's movie plot real quick? <laughs> they sent them to like, there's only like a couple code breakers who can do it. And they're like, there's this one guy here. And they go there and they can't get to talk to him. So they talk to this guy in jail, right? Was this guy in jail who she was originally actually talking about? Or did they stumble into some other random guy who can also do this thing that only like two people can do? I think they randomly stumble into this other guy. And I think this is all, I think it's all deliberate because it it ultimately fails. And it's one of these things where like, come on, these odds, like, of course it's like, Oh, okay. It's a Star Wars movie. It, of course, like the, they're never tell me the odds. They get through. They stumble their way through it all the way to the very end, and then they complete. Then it fumbles and it fails at the very end. We're like, oh, how are they going to get out of this one? That's the whole. That's the, this whole movie is a series of how are they going to get out of this ones? And then like um, against all odds, they you know stumble into the next uh, little chance, and then they like fumble it even worse, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it, I think it is. It is completely preposterous yeah um in that way but uh the this canto bite place is a casino town and um it's this it's a kind of it's pretty on like if, if you thought rogue one was on the nose this is all is is, is is even more so but you know i'll take it i guess it's uh uh the it's a the city of the richest people in the galaxy, right? Like it's a casino town and um, it's super, super glamorous. Everybody's gambling. Uh, there's, I don't know, drinks and food and shininess everywhere. Um, the guy with the, the guy that they are sent to actually get is Justin Thoreau. I don't know if you guys are fans of him, but he's the, he's the guy with the lapel, like the red lapel that we see for just one moment. I mean, it's cool that that was a, a bait and switch and you're like oh shit justin throws gonna be in star wars and he's not <laughs> um but yeah uh finn is really amped about being on canto but he's like wow this place is really really cool um and rose is like 
fuck this place. This place sucks. It, it look at look at it. It's built on slavery. Um, it's built on animal cruelty. And uh, what I like about this whole detour is it like think about what happened when uh, Qui Gon showed rolled up to Tatooine and found out about like slavery there. He did Just blinders fully on. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> not I. I don't see it. Um, when he sees midi midichlorians, I'm awake. But uh, the heroes on Canto Bite, they free those animals. That's cool. And they run roughshod through the casino. They like, and I bet uh, things have really changed. You know, if we were to return six <laughs> months later, the whole system would be different. Yeah, but you're right. It does. It, it, but it, it, I don't know. Those yeah, five days also, it's better than just. Oh, that's bad. Let's get out yeah, of here. Yeah, we can't do anything about that. I'm not even going to think about it. Um, and uh, we we do get a little bit of a lasting impression with those little kids, right? Um. And this and the stable hand that does that that does leave that is a a permanent change. Um, we love those. I love the the weird horse things with the flat faces and the big ears. Weird weird guys. Um, but yeah, they uh, I don't know. Yeah, they they run around through it. The whole like production design of all of this like is way more magical. Like ever since you said like that magic word, Ben, I'm like thinking like, yeah, that is definitely a lot more what's going on with this movie mm. um, than uh, any other we've seen. Um, like the design of Canto Bite doesn't feel Star Warsian um, that much. It like we get like little Harry Potter goblin style guys too, which is interesting. Uh, Finn Rose and DJ, infilt- which I guess is Benicio Del Toro's name. They never say it, but that's his name. Um, they infiltrate Snoke's flagship, but are captured by Captain Phasma. Ray also infiltrates the flagship and is captured by Kylo, who brings her before Snoke. Snoke reveals that he connected their minds to discover Luke's whereabouts. Um, so yeah, we get the uh, cool-ass throne room saber fight that we talked about. The big red room with the red guards. Really cool. It looked visually... Uh, good as heck, I think is the right way to describe it. Um, Holdo plans to evacuate the remaining members of the Resistance using small transport vessels. Believing her plan cowardly and futile, Poe leads a mutiny. Yeah. Uh, people hated purple hair Laura Dern because she was girl boss. A recovered Leia wakes up and rolls in and shoots Poe with a stun gun. And proceeds with the evacuation. Backs her. Backs Holdo. Um, Holdo remains aboard the ship as a decoy to mislead Snoke's fleet as the others flee to an abandoned base on Crate. DJ buys his freedom by revealing the, resistance, the Resistance's plan to General Hux. And the First Order fleet begins firing on the evacuation transports. Evacuation transports destroying many. Which, I, I think, I don't know. I think we had a pretty significant sense of loss on that where like these transport ships don't have any guns they don't have any shields we just see them getting like blown up one after the other like we can see how like the resistance is uh very fucked ordered to kill ray kylo instead kills snoke and defeats his uh prey praetorian guard with her help ray hopes that kylo has abandoned the dark side but he instead asks her to rule the galaxy with him refusing she battles battles him for control of Luke's lightsaber, bisecting the weapon. 
So now they are even about evenly powered. We see here, like the last movie, Ray had the upper hand, um, maybe because Kylo was wounded or something. Um, but here they're pretty evenly matched. Holdo sacrifices herself by slicing through Snoke's flagship at light speed, crippling the First Order fleet with a debris field, which is a very, very cool looking scene, I thought. I think that looked really neat. And sounding. I actually didn't hear anything. I think my TV was broken. <laughs> Riding to the Vizio. Uh, Ray escapes. Yeah. Can I say something? If you had to guess which, on this day of uh, of coronation, um, which royal members which royal family members are in this movie who would you say are who who would you guess there are royal members of the british royal monarchy in this movie prince william and prince harry are stormtroopers of course they are (laughs) dumb as fuck assholes not realizing what they're doing (laughs) hamill's children were resistance soldiers that's very funny to be like a prince and you know, you, you two prince brothers probably high fiving like, "Yo, we gotta be stormtroopers," and then you're just a guy in a suit with a helmet on. You're really stoked. Go home to your dumbass queen grandma at night. Although We're that's such Star a good Wars. like fundraising move is like, uh, if you need money for your shit, like go to the go to Prince William and be like, um, "Hey." Would you like? What if you were? Do you want to be a stormtrooper in Star Wars? Yes, yes. So they just they just roll it like a portable green screen, like film them on the phone. They're like, yeah, sure, we'll like drop you in for sure. And they're like, you're this one. (laughs) I don't remember doing that move. Yeah, you did it. (laughs) Yeah, you did for sure. Yeah, we did performance capture on you. Are we at the part where they whack uh whack the head of uh whatever silver silver stormtrooper? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I thought it was, uh, not, you know, not, uh, maybe dangerous territory. I thought I thought this Silver Stormtrooper was a woman, but then when they whack the head, it's some is somebody else. No, it's a woman. Oh, it is. Okay, it's okay. Gwendolyn Christie. It made the voice like sounds like it completely changes. Okay. No. Maybe it's not going through the voice modulator or something. Okay. Much. Okay. Well, never mind. Proceed. I think that I thought that scene was cool where. Um, this Rebel so Finn Stone. has been running from his uh, he's been running for the whole series right like he he was running from the first order and he was trying to escape the resistance uh, he's uh, not he's not like a actual like rebel right like he's just kind of uh, he happened to yeah luck into being one of the guys but is not not really in it he's trying to get away in the escape pod kind of thing and uh, this sort of showdown with his old sergeant or whoever the fuck this captain phasma person um she like right before she dies she like looks at him and she goes you were always scum and he like f- he responds finally claiming his identity and I, i'm lifting this from david sims's article about it but he finally like uh confirms his identity by proudly saying rebel scum and then uh whacks her head off <laughs> but um he is finally like in it now um and i thought that was kind of cool so while this is going on ray escapes the destruction while kylo declares himself supreme leader bb-8 frees finn and rose and they defeat phasma and join the survivors on crate i like the um really or the uh interactions between um 
new Kylo Ren as Supreme Leader and uh, for, always forgetting this guy's name. Is it Hux? Yeah, General Hux. Yeah, I think that I thought that was kind of funny when they're like, "There's no Supreme, okay, Supreme Leader." leader. <laughs> and then he chokes his long ass. live Supreme Leader. Yeah, yeah, and then the, the, their their tension for the rest of the movie is good too. When you're like, "Who's giving the orders here?" <laughs> yeah. Um. So when the first order arrives on crate, Poe, Finn, and Rose attack with obsolete speeders. Ray and Chewbacca draw the Tie Fighters away in the Millennium Falcon. While Rose stops Finn from sacrificing himself, the First Order penetrates the Resistance fortress using a siege cannon. So yeah, they're doing a. Um, this is yet another like, uh, like hey look, this. Remember Empire Strikes Back? This is what I'm doing here. Um, I am rather than starting the movie on an ice planet like Empire Strikes Back, I am ending this movie on um, a salt planet. But it, you know, it looks like ice. Um, but I think that was a cool way of uh cool cool design i liked the the white planet but with the red salt underneath or i don't know very the red dirt and the the white salt looked very cool um i feel like they in the it was kind of almost a meta like thing where like oh there's an ice planet level like in the level uh scene in the trailers like everything seemed like it was going to be there maybe it's even going back to hoth and i don't think they like it was only until i saw the movie that i you know that you could tell that it was salt instead yeah um very cool. And it was it is is very much like this is basically Hoth. They're like setting up like the old uh this it was like, you know, like 40 years ago kind of thing and that kind of matches up with the timeline of like when the um when Empire Strikes Back would have happened, right? It's like it's the same like a uh, monitoring tech that they used in the bunker and they've got the same trenches that they would have been fighting with on Hoth and all of that. Um and it's very much like an inversion of that where like the rebels were uh, uh, escaping Hoth, but this one they're like, th- they were escaping Hoth. Um, but in this one, it's even more dire because they were uh, already trying to escape and they are now fleeing to this very doomed bunker that they know is, uh, they're going to get, you know, fucking blasted away. Um, we see Chewie, Chewie on the sticks of the Falcon, which was cool. I think uh, Han got a lot of credit over the years for being the the, the, the pilot, being the man. But uh, Chewie's got the moves. He's got his uh, Porg sidekicks and all of that. So that was neat. And uh, yeah, Rose stops Finn from sacrificing himself. Um, and I'm not really sure why this act of self-sacrifice and Holdo's act of self-sacrifice are sort of you know like ha, like holdo's was good but finn's right. isn't and hers um, is right and <laughs> it's because rose but, but it gives rose the line of like um we're not going to win by uh, you know fighting what we hate but saving the things we love which is a really really good movie line to say that's a great movie line we'll see i don't know how true that is um i felt bad for john boyega knowing in retrospect that he was trying to get the hell out of those movies that he was so close and then this person just <laughs> pulled him back in what happened didn't he want to he wanted to stop being in star wars right he hated that shit and then he almost got to kill off his character and then they're like nah you're oh, okay you're back in this 
Did was he vocal about that at this point? I don't know. I don't know. Wouldn't it be hard I, to believe? I wonder that how much of it is a reaction to this the movie, end of the tri- the trilogy. Yeah, sure. This movie. Yeah, yeah. that's Next fine. One. Yeah, I don't know. That's fair. I I feel like John Boyega is has the sauce. I think. I think. I, honestly, all the new cast I think has sauce. Like I think Daisy Ridley um, is good. I think John Boyega is good. I think Kelly Marie Tran is good. Um, I'm, but I do. I feel like I hope John Boyega. If he wants to keep acting or whatever, and stuff, and I don't know, maybe he's in a bunch of shit. And I'm just not paying attention to it. But uh, I feel like he's got a he's got a bright future if he wants it, unless Disney locked locked him down to some horrible contract. Who knows? He's got a bright bright future if he if he gets in touch with me. I've got some opportunities. I'd like to talk to him about. Hey kid, I see a star in your future. Yeah, I'm in Star Wars. You dumb bitch. Yeah, like don't <laughs> die. Like, <laughs> but you haven't been on the Doctor Skeleton's art school podcast before stick with me and we'll make something huh he's been in naked singularity breaking the woman king and they clone tyrone oh the woman king was an oscar post movie. post um star wars huh y'all should see attack the block if you haven't that's a really fun one with him um yeah the first order penetrates the resistance fortress using a siege cannon so there you go but Luke appears and confronts the First Order, allowing the surviving resistance to escape. Kylo orders the First Order's forces to fire on Luke, but they fail to harm him. He then engages Luke in a lightsaber duel. Upon striking Luke, Kylo realizes that Luke is not physically present by projecting, but he's projecting his image through the Force. Um, the amount of some times of the scene works for me, me, some of it absolutely doesn't. What was that, Atticus? The amount of times this has happened to me when I oh realize someone is projecting via the Damn, force. Are projecting yourself through the force? He's doing force app. He's doing... He, he, Kylo fell for the uh, the force ruse and uh, Zoe pointed out that uh, Luke projected a younger version of himself. He like he did. <laughs> which I guess is supposed to match up with like how Kylo Ren last saw him, right? Like... He looks but like he also he like rolled the, through the the rebel base, looking his hottest he could manage. To you know, it's just funny. <laughs> yeah, we're like having it phrased as a ruse. If I'm projecting myself, I might as well smooth out some wrinkles. You know, right? Hearing it phrased as a bruise, um, I'm interested to hear if Ben was pro or anti ruse. I didn't care at that point. Are you, you watching the, the movies? <laughs> <laughs> I unfortunately yes, but I'm just. You know, I was I was having a good time through all this last part, and then once it got around to this guy, I was like, "Oh, gotcha. interesting. Okay, now the, the movie's gonna be over. Let's hope this guy Yoda disappears. You know, dies. Get out of here." Were you at least conflicted that it was a character you hated, but a concept you loved? Oh, the I, ruse. I didn't love that concept. Oh, but yeah, I guess the you concept a of a I love a ruse, but this is not a you know some great. Uh, great ruse or something like that yeah this this i think this was the rug pull too many for me where like oh yeah you got me ryan yeah i thought he was there too i fell for the trick of seeing a person and assuming they were there yeah well yeah this new force power that we haven't seen before yeah you you got me whatever um i don't know it like it's, it's it's not that like i want to be able to figure stuff out 
really or like be able to call it but it's more so like um the rest of the movie was like it, it just been sort of saturated by the like how are they going to get out of this one oh it was by this other thing that like i didn't think about um and like we had just had like i think we had just reached the threshold of those and then this last one was like okay and fucking of course he's actually over there and like who who the fuck knows now i don't know <laughs> like, it would have worked it would have worked if when they were on the island uh uh like luke wakes ray up and like hey come over here and then they walk in a room and it's another luke like projecting you know like they introduced us to that a little bit or something you know yeah i'm not like, I, yeah i'm not necessarily like i don't really care that it was a, a force app or a force ruse like it's like oh the new power but um yeah i just realizing he was still on his island wasn't he yeah for some reason i thought he like drove to the planet but just like stayed oh uh, no, he went and died he died on his planet yeah oops that makes sense he uh nut he nuts himself to death i think is kind of how it uh plays um yeah. which is kind of cool. <laughs> i think i think it's i think that's in the text yeah <laughs> the I, next the, we'll see in the next movie crawl to see if uh, luke is dead he nutted himself to death. <laughs> <laughs> there were like the showdown i saw the, okay so i didn't mind the force ruse or like how uh i don't know horned up kylo was to just completely destroy him and like we're just going to fire all these missiles and everything. And like, he's getting out of control when he sees him again, he starts barking at him basically. And he's the only one wants to go uh, tear him up and all of that. That all worked for me. The conversation that they have though, it was kind of nothing to me. We're like, um, I forget what he says, but like uh, he said, Oh, the resistance is dead. The war is over and I'm about to kill you. And then, uh, Luke says every word of what you just said is wrong. The resistance is very much alive and they will live to see another day. And the war is just beginning. I'm like, Fuck don't yeah, say the, the war, war is just, just beginning. Fuck off. Like I'm so tired of star Wars. Right. I was feeling the same way. I was like, can it at least be closing in on an end? It's just the different end than Kylo thinks. Couldn't you? Yeah. He, he could say like, you're right. The war is over, but you're about to lose instead of win or something. I don't know. Don't say the war is just beginning, dude. Oh, that is a long time. Long, long time. Ray helps the remaining resistance escape on the Falcon. Exhausted and nutted out, Luke dies peacefully on Octu, becoming one with the Force. Ray and Leia sense his death, and Leia tells Ray that the resistance can rise again. At Canto Bite, the stable hands recount the story of Luke Skywalker. Afterward, one of them moves a broom with the Force gazes into space the end so glad to see the credits roll i was i think i've liked other movies less than this one but i was pretty happy to see the credits roll yeah da, 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 da. Oh. off <laughs> you we couldn't get it off quick in memory like, of our princess carrie fisher uh title you see that or you already turned it off when did they put that yeah t- t- turned it off yeah. yeah i know that's the end now you did the thing that Atticus did when he was a kid and he was watching Sesame Street and then Elmo's World came on. Like it was, and he, the, the second Elmo showed up on screen, Atticus slammed the TV cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this and, shit. And you did that. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, all right. So I've talked myself into liking this movie. And it's a it's a high um change for you, considering you gave it, I think, zero stars <laughs> to begin with. I have not rated it on Letterboxd yet. I did rev- I, I wrote a review, but I did not rate it yet. Oh, okay. It came through and it said no stars, so I assumed you gave it no stars. <laughs> I was like, dang. No, <laughs> and then very surprised to I'll hear give it one take. star. I'll give I'll give it one star if it's if it's the worst. I've zero stars is refraining from rating to me. Which I don't know how that affects the overthink. That's that's my little system. All right, Ryan Johnson is like, oh god, I hate when people have this opinion because my ratings go down. Will change the zero star to one, please. I I actually do need to change it so I don't look like I'm participating in the uh, Gamergate, <laughs> but for Star Wars review bombing crusade. <laughs> um, I'm going to rank this. Hmm, I'm gonna rank it number three. Um, just below Empire Strikes Back and just above A New Hope. So my list is Rogue One, Empire Strikes Back, Last Jedi, New Hope, Revenge of the Sith, Phantom Menace, Force Awakens, Attack of the Clones, and Return of the Jedi. Ben, what you got? So throw it at this? throw it at number four for me. Whatever whatever that is, I, I think that's right. But uh, lest anyone think otherwise, this is not to say that I liked this movie. Everything else has just been awful and i hate i it's only the red room thing that's it that's all it took to be number red four in, in, the, in the lineup yeah red room i put mine in um i'm putting it at one two three four also so i've got four. rogue one revenge of the sith the phantom menace the last jedi yeah once again we are all kind of ending up putting all of these movies in very similar locations uh despite us having pretty like different views of the series (laughs) we should watch one other movie outside of star wars where do we put like uh (laughs) fucking the departed on this list yeah (laughs) i don't like the first fast and furious movie (laughs) it would be very funny to like rank like watch all of these movies and all of the mission impossible movies but have one list where we're like ranking yes. <laughs> both of them at the same time um two more week, two more we have two we're more closing in here the, we gotta yeah, watch the han solo show now yeah no the movie the movie i mean the but it's whatever what's it called zolo so a star, so, yeah. probably a star, a star wars, wars story story yeah Whoa. So I have not seen these last two movies. So I've seen okay. everything so far before. But we're I'm I'm in uncharted territory now. Um I kind of checked out after Last Jedi. Um this <laughs> this series has we're, we're 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 so close. We're so close to being finished with it. Um it's become quite a chore, I will say. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Dude, I, I put this off. I didn't realize how long this like, was. I watched this so much, and then this fucking yeah. knowing that I need to find time to watch these Star Wars movies and write notes and analyze them has been exhausting. I forgot on the timing this week, and I started watching this at 10 p.m. last night, and I got oh. I got like a little more than halfway through, and I was like, um, I'm gonna, I just got to turn this off. This is stupid. And so I woke up this morning at it's like 6:30. So I could watch the, re- the rest. Yeah. So fresh in mind, yet also completely out of mind already. Uh, even after having <laughs> talked through it 
for another two hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Whatever. Atticus, have you seen Solo? I haven't seen Solo. Okay. So this is going to be the first movie the that of none of us have seen. This is going to be the only movie that uh, we're all going in fresh on. Yep. So let's hope it's good. I'm really not looking forward to this one. Let's see. What's what's the uh, critical? No, these last two. What's the critical and audience reaction to this one? What should, what should I, I think I this one stopped the idea of Star Wars stories. <laughs> okay. Good to know. <laughs> right? Is that kind of the correct retrospect here? I think kind of. Well, like, so we're definitely in the deep into the era of. I think. I think this last movie that we just watched. It's kind of like the last movie that um, someone made in the Star Wars universe that they made despite the fans. Like <laughs> Ron Howard directed this one. Yeah. What? <laughs> Which guy? What's Ron Howard? What? I, I know the name, but what's his other stuff? Rush. Uh, he did the Grinch. Apollo Eleven, Thirteen, whatever. Which one? Okay. Okay. Oh, the 13. Grinch. That's right. He's directed a million movies, I think. Okay. He's a very straight down the middle, like studio director kind of guy. Okay. Um, so like a uh, actually would probably be a good enough choice for a mainline Star Wars movie, but a weird one for a Star Wars story, you know, like an, an, an sorry, like, you know, an, 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 a not mainline one where you would kind of want somebody who is really unique and styled. Yeah, it's like it's like what they want to kind of do with uh uh like the Marvel stuff where they bring in like Chloe Zhao, but they just make her do so, the, like a, a completely yeah. anodyne Marvel bullshit thing, like superhero yeah. thing. But uh, you would kind of want to have like a like these Star Wars stories be more stylistic and uh, kind of weird, but um, to have Ron Howard show up and do uh, a whatever you want to call it, like a, a Tatooine hillbilly elegy is kind of funny. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, but th- this is this is the era of definitely we listen to the fans and we respect them and we do what they say. And so, like, I think that... Uh, and who are the fans again? Of what age are they, are the fans exactly for this? Like, 30 they're listening to, 40, to? right? <laughs> I think it's a great, great question where um, I'm sure that like the folks over at Disney are doing market research and above all else, they want to do right by the fans. But also uh, what does that mean? Like who are yeah. they listening to? Right? Like uh, I, I, I really think that that kind of is a, a core issue with the star Wars stuff. We're like, it's so big. And like, even how we've gone through this series here, we're like, um, well, I don't know. I don't know if three of us, well, I'm maybe the only Star Wars fan <laughs> on of b- between the three of us, but um, we all have different ideas and opinions about how Star Wars should be, and like that's just kind of fandom in general, right? Like, especially like, considering how similar our story of you know how we you and I consume Star Wars will that it's wild that we don't have the same exact opinion. So how could you ever please this audience? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's such a flawed approach to making Star Wars, um, and I, 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 th- I think that this trilogy and this like these five movies, then with the like after Disney bought Star Wars was like a, well, let's figure this out. Um, 
and, the, and the, this is this is our sort of phase one of of star wars and like this is our strategic plan and then like uh the fan backlash or whatever like you gotta make you either you've got to make them in spite of the fans or i don't i don't know i think but, that uh yeah. midway through these movies maybe mandalorian has had started you know like maybe the first season of mandalorian when did the first season of mandalorian come out like the pandemic beginning I think because I think that's when Shelly and I watched it. 2019. Okay, so it, it's not quite yet. Mandalorian season one comes out the same year that uh, the final Rise of Skywalker comes out. But um, I think they 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 were kind of floundering in that, and they they kind of hit upon like, oh shit, we need, we got to pivot to TV. That's what we got to do instead because these movies we're get, they're uh, they're roasting our asses on movie twitter right now we gotta we gotta do something else so i don't know this is all kind of very uh very the interactive star wars era whereas before it, there was an insane napoleon um running things it does kind of actually i mean it, it when you put it all this way it does make sense why you would defer to the fans because it seems more and more apparent to me that like uh we, star wars is kind of like a a ship of theseus uh situation or better than better comparison than that uh like the jerry seinfeld joke about uh being a sports fan and just being a fan of the jerseys because like i i guess like what what is the unifying like like there's no single guy or like creative force behind all of this stuff anymore it's just you know ip that a company owns and they've got a they they kind of are controlling the schedule of like creating stuff and releasing stuff and then you've just got to bring a bunch of people in to like you know make the movie to continue the story but there's no like there's no thread anymore i mean i guess they they'd say like narratively there's a thread but there's no like creative you know uh creative thread or like you know single soul behind the movie yeah behind the movie I think, anymore. And, and that's the maybe case. it's kathleen kennedy but yeah you can you can maybe say that like if you're wanting to go like the auteur theory is that like yeah well there's like one the one, one voice behind it and it's like whoever's at the top and it's and it's her but that, that but that's not a thread true. though right she didn't do the first ones from the very beginning people were having that and i i so i think that's a flawed way of like I mean, it's it's like when Empire Strikes Back came out, people were like, "This isn't fucking Star Wars," um, and it was like critically bombed at the time. Um, and they're like, "Yeah, this this isn't Star Wars at all. <laughs> this sucks." And uh, it it was like as much as the, the of the same people as you could possibly get uh, doing it as as close as possible in quick succession. And so it's a it's a very integral part of Star Wars from the very beginning to be arguing about what the fuck star Wars is. Mm. And, uh, everybody has always had different ideas about it. And, um, I think a critical error in the Disney era is to, um, think that they've solved it. And, uh, it, a crucial, a crucial component of it is that, uh, it's the, it's what the fans want. And it's, it's like customer service. That's what star Wars is. Um, yeah, Ooh, I think it's that, Star Wars as a service. Star Wars as a as a subscription service. S W A A S. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I mean, I recognize like that's what 
the Bond franchise mostly is too, but is too, but yeah. Ooh, very well, optimistic is what no, that the front the Bond franchise continues to exist. Yeah, um, but it does. Yeah. What if Oscar Isaac with Bond? He's too uh, short. Did you guys see the meme where they announced? I mean, maybe you discussed it, but that uh, the new Bond will be a surprising. A relatively, um, relatively unknown man in their 30s. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody the... perk it. Like, I'm like looking around like, hey. <laughs> I want it to be Tim Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> Lady luck. <laughs> that whole yeah. All right, gang. Next week, we're watching Solo, a Star Wars story directed by Ron Howard in 2018. The and, shot clock uh, starts now to get, to get through it. <laughs> yeah thanks for listening this has been darth Skeleton's art academy a star wars podcast thanks for listening